Welcome to Imperial Interlude. This week's episode is called, uh, not spoiler, Rampage. With me, as always, is Rolf. Hello, Rolf. Hi, Tim. And again, as always, spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the recent version of The Bad Batch, stop now, go watch it, come back, enjoy the show. So, um, we left our heroes when they were fleeing, I guess. Yes, the, yeah, because it does pick up direct, directly. Yeah, it does pick up directly um, from them leaving the last episode. And I'm guessing there's a little time has passed because they are yeah, but... at the beginning of the ship. They're busy kitting um, Omega out with a comm thing on there. Yeah, it's it's basically the, the flight time has passed yeah. and Omega is getting the uh, comms arm strap that was the one from... Uh... Crosshair. So now she's a quote-unquote full member of the team. But then, of course, as they as they then uh, are doing that, um, they're they're heading to Ord Mantel, which is quite an interesting one because Ord Mantel has been in various different Star Wars properties over the years. It's a known name for planet yeah. like Alderaan or Coruscant or Tatooine. <laughs> or Andor. Yeah, which seems to pop up every episode of The Mandalorian. It's um, a fucking great galaxy. Let's stay around these two planets. I was going to say, yes, yes, yes. It's a huge effing galaxy. But we've got these six planets that we always like. And the one is in the slapback center of the uh, universe, and the others are somewhere on the outer rim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coruscant, middle. Everything else. Out there in space somewhere, but but um but then as as she's getting the the comlink put on as well, she's she's also warned that it's not a toy, and then ends up using it like a toy. <laughs> so yeah. shortly, but shortly. She got, who could blame her? Yeah, very true. So they end up going to old Mantel to seek out some information. So, someone called Sid. Yeah, who is Echo knows or has heard of. Um, said he's known in form of uh, called Sid that might be able to help because they're trying to figure out who is chasing them. Yeah, and Why? they need some credits. I don't think that was mentioned, was it? It was more the the trying to figure out. Yeah, the, the main reason they uh, looked out for Sid was because they needed information, but later we learned that they basically also need monies. Yes, they need some money to to disappear. So they they end up on Ord Mantel, going into this sort of subterranean cantina place. Um, they question the alien bartender who says they don't know Sid, but then Omega figures out that. Yeah, she 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 simply wanders over to the bartender when the others are discussing. Well, how can we find this Sid? Looks at her and says, "You're Sid." Yeah. And, the, and Sid goes, you're smarter than your friends. You're obviously <laughs> the brains of this operation. Yeah, and of course, Sid is a green Trandoshan as well. So, Is it Trandoshan? Yes, it is Trandoshan. I think so. Yeah. Um, so, And then as the other four members of the Bad Batch are discussing loudly <laughs> um, or arguing amongst themselves, uh, Omega presses the com link and, in, and sort of breaks into the. I found saying, her. I found. I think th that, that was the only reason for that episode to give her that com link to have that moment. 
Yeah. Was it at the beginning of this as well? I'm trying to remember where Rekha said his head was still hurting. I was just thinking about that, and I think it was because he was... Oh, no, I think it's when they accept the job and on the way to the job. It is when they're on ship again mm. that they go, oh, I've got a headache again, and I, I still stand by my initial... Uh, promise this is going to have an influence of some sort oh, yeah. later down the line. Yeah, I think that they're setting up that. There's... And I, I think it will go full on Disney at that. He will go mental, his friends can't stop him, and then Omega will go do the big cat eye, googly eye thing, and he will surpass his programming and rip his brains out or something <laughs> I've, I've got a suspicion they may do the whole hulk, the the whole black widow hulk thing the big guy it's getting really sleepy it's one of the things from the marvel stuff that as, have, as long that as have they a, don't do a... the batman superman martha thing <laughs> no it's the, it's a thing from the marvel where they have a the way of mark ruffalo's character sort of coming out of the hulk in avengers 2 is they have like a, a specific collection of sayings that technically puts him, calms him down and puts the Hulk to sleep and it's Black Widow that does it. So I've got a suspicion Omega might do, you know, something like that. Yeah, something but, like that. So so back back on track. Um, the, the Bad Batch get uh, into the back office of Sid and then yeah. show her what they need to know. Mm -hmm. And Sid offers them a job to yes. get the information because they can't pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the the operation is to find a kid named Muchi. Yeah, a child. She I think she literally says a child named Muchi. Yes, which rings alarms bells. <laughs> and basically, um, and has been taken by some Zargarian slavers. Now, the Zargarians have feared previously. They first appeared in Clone Wars, and there's a whole. I think it's two story, two episode or three episode arc with them, where Anakin, Rex, and Kenobi go. No, Anakin and Rex, and yeah, and Kenobi and Ahsoka go undercover. And the episode sort of ends, or the first part of the episode ends, where somebody's in the in the like the the, the not the slave pits, but like a gladiatory arena, and Anakin. Basically pulls his lightsaber to 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 stop them and reveals himself, and he ends up becoming the the sort of the the com the consort of the Zargarian leader, and it's all built around um, Dooku as well. I'm sort of paraphrasing and skipping the story of various things, but that's the first time I think I remember seeing the Zargarian mm -hmm. species, which are basically just cat people, more really. or less. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, so Sid throws, you know, tells him, you know, makes the deal basically with them. It's a seventy thirty, you know, in her favour, and she tells him, you know, they'll they'll um you know, they'll take on the this well, Rekha gets excited when they find out they're taking on some slavers. Yeah, uh, finally throws, some action. <laughs> yeah. And she throws the 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 thing to um the the chip to them as they leave. Yeah, with the, with the information on, and, and she also then I think as well in that part says she'll find out the information about who's hunting them down. Yeah, and it's uh, until now it's a very uh, straightforward episode, nothing to write home about. No, 
not a lot to not a lot to mention all really you know it's pretty straightforward you know we we end up with the ship traveling to the edge of old old montel old montel or where the mountain range wherever the wherever this ruins us and the, everybody gets out and scans this uh these ruins where they see the slavers with the micro binoculars and that's where they see the green feline the feline child with a bunch of other adults sort of all chained up yeah which they assume is the child they're looking for yeah. because it's the only child that is currently visible yeah and then you know then they see you know a patrol running around as well and uh, Hunter sends no Omega back to the ship while the clones go to rescue the child and of course it doesn't go well for them where they yeah. say that they'll go and grab the kid and of course the Bad Batch get captured which I thought was like for being a special forces operator you know yeah but but you have to um, the context in this case is I think a bit uh, redeeming for them uh, they send Omega back to the ship to to keep uh, a watch on things, and Echo is the one that is climbing around uh, on the on yeah. the uh, getting up high, as they say, to have some eagle spotting position. And up there, there's a uh, let's call it a giant flying lizard that drops him to the ground, which gives away the. Uh, situation for everybody in this vicinity and then they simply get overwhelmed so i don't think you can blame them for being bad operatives but the wreck in their ranks messed up yes yeah definitely it's a it's a zargarian flying lizard is some of the information yeah it's called a a brizak yeah it's it's not small. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a bit like the one from a bit like in design. Well, not full design, but it reminded me a little bit of the lizard that Kenobi rides in Episode Three. Yeah, it's it's very similar, with the exception that this one has uh, some kind of weird belly flaps that go outside very much, so that he can glide slash fly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So while that's going, while they're captured as well, we cut back to Sid speaking to somebody on the comms, comms about getting Moochie back. Yeah. And she drops the name that it's... Jabba. Well, it's Babe, actually. She, we, don't know, we don't know it's... Well, we know it's Jabba. Uh, the audience knows it's Jabba. But um, it's... I think she actually says, tell Jabba I keep my words. I think, yeah, I think she does, but she also calls, says Bip as well. Yeah. Bip, call your boss that I always keep my words or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sure. then, uh, for some reason, we get caught back. And let me get this straight. So uh, Omega wanders off and looks through her visor and then sees that the... Uh, that her friends are captured and initially she hides in the ship but then some pirates get along and after a few minutes the uh, they board the ship and try looking for anybody in there but can't find anyone because she has snuck out through a what looks like a hatch of sorts that goes down the front of the ship and then she 
makes her way over to the uh, what's it called the old abandoned marketplace where everybody is being kept yeah so she's so as you said she's using the the cabling isn't she that seems to be there yeah some some which strikes me weird as in the sci-fi setting you still have landlines going public <laughs> it's, it's it's star wars it's one of the things you occasionally see isn't it it's, yeah it's, oh it's we have all nice and shiny taggy things but uh now telephones still go over cables on large masts to be taken down easily which is weird but that's neither here nor there <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but she she claims down yeah and then uh she trips on on rock which gives the people's a bit of a, a scare then uh Rekka kicks a a rock to get back people's attention mm-hmm. and i don't remember who's calling it i think it's echo that goes you wouldn't make such loud noises if we had our gear which is a subtle hint <laughs> for her mm-hmm. a very subtle yeah yeah, I think she she knocks a rock or something and it falls, and then Rekka hits, kicks the rock that hits one of the Zargarians, and then Echo sort of shouts that so uh, Omega can find the gear, isn't it? Yeah, she 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 can see see it from up there, and I can't clearly remember now if I try to think how they actually get off there. Um, um which one? Where where Echo's? falls down or oh down no no now i remember she, she crawls down and she lands on a giant cage and in the cage there are sounds that every star wars fan knows <laughs> there are some familiar noises yeah and uh, she she crawls down the hatch and uh-huh. is f- doing things at the door Yes. When she's being caught by pirates asking her what she's snooping around, and yeah, she, gets, she, she, she raises the, the bar and says, not snooping around, unlocking doors. And then yes. the cage goes open, and there is a baby rancor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is where the episode title probably comes into play. Yeah. And on, on a side note, uh, today I saw somebody post a picture of a skull of a pug. <laughs> and you really need to look at the skull of a puck that is so one-to-one the baby skull of that rancor it's not even <laughs> funny how close that is yes yeah so so the, the the baby rancor goes on a rampage as the bad batch and omega suddenly yeah, Omega starts freeing the Bad Batch while yep. the pirates are trying to get the Rancor baby back in into the cage. And then this is where we, we sort of get the little twist where Omega's speaking to the Feline child, saying, I will rescue Moochie. And the adult goes, no, not oh, Moochie. That's that is Moochie. <laughs> yes, and points to the Rancor. So we then find out that the Rancor is Moochie. Yeah, and at that point, I think everybody who had been had an interest in Star Wars for a longer time knows that Jabba had more than one baby rancor in his services. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was I was watching one of the many people that have Star Wars YouTube channels, which is depressing in some respects because some of the information that people put out on these channels is like, why? 
it's it's you know it's 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 you know it's it's why because of the clicks. Yes, the, it's because of the clicks. Um, but supposedly the rancor that we see Luke fighting is male, and has a different name. Uh, potentially it's, it's possible. It's, it's, I don't it's think in the visual, it's in the visual di- diary, a visual diary or something. It's in one of the like official books that came out. Mm-hmm. One of the you know, one of the more new one, newer ones that came out when they started consolidating everything. I think um, it's mentioned in there. But yeah, so we we I think it was safe to assume anyway that Jabba being who Jabba is in the his position in the universe, um, which has now been surpassed by Fett, um, is that he would have more than one uh, of those creatures around. But yeah. then, of course, you know, we we then have basically a chase assuming, don't we? It's 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 you know, it's. Echo and Omega leading the liberated slaves away to safety, while Hunter, uh, Wrecker, and Tech go after Muchi. Does Tech join them? I, I can't remember. According to the, the the bump I've got here, the, from the notes, it's it's Hunter sends Re- Tech and Wrecker after the run, after the after the rancor because it's Hunter that takes on the leader. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how it worked there. I was just wondering there were only two people yeah. behind Muji, and uh, yeah, we can cut things short. It's a longish yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. The pirates get beaten. Muji beats the crap out of that flying lizard. That yes. then is banished into the ether hunter uh, remains victorious uh, uh, over the pirate slash um, slave trader leader and i think the best thing is when tech goes yeah no rancors only work after a social construct of hierarchy you need to beat him (laughs) and then they start to beat each other up like there's no tomorrow (laughs) i was gonna say it's like one of those old prize fighter films isn't it where you've got like 30 rounds of the two boxers just beating each other and can barely stand yeah i was more thinking about things with bud spencer and terence hill that where they are knocking <laughs> themselves over the head for some time and at, at some time they just get tired I, I was thinking of the old clint eastwood movies as well from the 70s the any which way but lewis and any which way you can where he's got the orangutan as his yeah. friend oh and yeah sort of the end of those films where one of them is basically him and the other guy beating each other to, and it's like i can't throw a punch anymore <laughs> i'm just gonna sit down here and have a drink and then i'll get up and try and throw a punch again and i think the, the, the final punch then comes from uh omega Rekka. which uh, makes her the dominant i guess i don't think no no i thought it was Rekka hits it hits him which he then just slumps down and then Rekka slumps on top of them and i think uh, omega might say something to them yeah, but uh, also, but also uh, Omega picks up her weapon. Yeah, she it was just about to say she she shows some uh, what you called a few episodes again a very intuitive uh, handling skill on weapons. So there's a weird looking crossbow arm yeah. type weapon. She just picks it up and has it ready to go within seconds, mm-hmm. which is very and astounding. <laughs> it is. So it's maybe linking more to her genetic. Yeah. Disposition. Being very adaptive and to be able to fight with any weapon that is available. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering as well as whether they will be adapt because I think in the, the, the 
footage that we have seen of her, you know, with the weapon in the trailer, mm-hmm. it didn't look like it had the big, um, the big shield that it seemed to have. So I wonder if this, she adapts it. Because when, when she puts it on her arm, it has like a big, almost like a shield part. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it on the stuff that we've seen from the trailer with her using this weapon, because it looks like it is this, this is the weapon that she's going to be using. It um it doesn't have that shield part. Yeah, it could be. Or she simply do, has, hasn't found the switch yet. Mm. Maybe, maybe. Well, it, no, it was it was the whole it was the whole part of the mechanism. If you look at it, so I'm wondering if if the if she adapts it because it wouldn't surprise us that the Bad Batch, you know, help her to adapt it because mm. it looks like it might be going on the same arm as the com, so they might in, integrate the weapon into that arm piece that she has with the com on. I may take a look at that after the show. Yeah, but um, after this whole fighting shenanigans, um, we get another cut back to. Uh... Sit. Yes. And there's a very well known person mm-hmm. joined by two Gamorian guards. <laughs> exactly. Bib has actually come to see Sid. Bib Fortuna is there to reclaim what is rightfully Jabba's. <laughs> and we get the we get the interplay between Sid and Bib where Sid's trying to tell Bib to relax that her best people are on it and she promises <laughs> Everything, and then we get the the the, the noise outside, don't we? We get the the, yeah. the growl or the the roar. And nobody in town is scared because there's a baby rancor being ridden by a girl. <laughs> yes, with with four <laughs> clones around her, which is totally normal. Nothing of the unusual here to see. Please move along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Step away from the growling rancor. Thank you very much. <laughs> no touching. He hasn't eaten today. Um, and then, and then we get the 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 reuni- reunion of Bib with Moochie, where he goes, Moochie treats it like a pet, yeah, it's like a dog almost, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like uh, that. That Jabba has bought a new rancor. It looks really like somebody has taken his pet from him, and which yes. is weird <laughs> if you think about how heartless that blob of a guy can be. Well, I'm thinking it's Jabba just seems to be losing children because the original <laughs> Clone Wars animated movie had his son being kidnapped by Ventress and Dooku. Didn't you you think so, you by, by Return of the Jedi he's jumped, simply gotten so bad and evil because everybody seems to try to kill his, his offspring? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Steal things from him that he's just tired of doing, you know. But you don't know. But then we get the... the um, those leading off and Sid basically pointing to Hunter um, to come into the office, basically into her office where she um, introduces the the bounty hunter. That's yeah. the information she has on the bounty hunter, and that's when we well, that's when we get the name Fennec Shan, and we get the confirmation that she is very fresh on the scenes show so she hasn't made a name for herself yet no which is i think uh not unimportant information coming down the line because that could potentially lead to interesting uh situations yeah well it 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 just shows probably in the in the timeline where the character is where we first where we meet her in the mando over where the character is in skill set and 
Yeah, but but also if if she had been uh, meeting with other headhunters and uh, in the Mandalorian, they would know how to treat her. And I guess if she would be handling situations now, and there would be some, I'd say, lower level but well known bounty hunter may uh, overestimate his chances against her. <laughs> well. The, rum, the, the the interesting conversations that I've seen, or some of the conversations is some of the stuff that we've sort of mentioned previously is, is that she's actually been hired by Barbara. She hasn't been hired by the, what do you call it? The, the Kaminoans. She's actually been hired by it's someone else, and it's actually Boba who's mm. hired her to find technically a sister, because I think no, that's where... I, where I don't things... think so. Simply because um she she she's uh in the mandalorian when boba rescues her yes she simply stays with him because of the rescue and i don't mm. think if she had a uh past with him before that the whole meetup would have been different well we don't know because some of that was off camera don't we yeah but i still think that's a very fast oh, it's, ve it's a very very <laughs> stretched you know and that thing but it may be the fact that it's actually Boba who's hired her but she doesn't know who's hired her she just knows that a client has requested that yeah, may, may Omega B potentially Boba has oh. just acted as a relay that the Caminions have mm -hmm. expressed their need for a bounty hunter and he just passed on the job to somebody else yeah um, but it was you know it's 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 interesting to see where, you know, where this is going to end up, you know, I mean, because it ends, the, the interesting thing was the last line, which is where Sid says to Hunter as he's leaving, that she's good with secrets, and then, yeah. she, then he just turns and scowls at her, it's like, is that going to come round to bite him back in the behind, you know, we, we don't know, you know, this, this is, this is an area of Star Wars that we we know but we don't know if you know what i mean yeah but but i think um this will only lead to um more work more work for her because she has been shown in the trailers and i guess at some point uh, the bad batch needs to find a place in the galaxy for themselves and since they are not officially on any side of the upcoming revolution mm -hmm. just yet I think they will be making themselves uh, valuable as mercenaries yeah, for things but, needed. Yeah, I think you know it is setting themselves up as mercenaries. I, and as... I, I think that the best uh, analogy I can find right now is that they are going to be the A-team of the universe. <laughs> yes. Sim yeah. Simply because they are on the run from the official uh, ruling system, but at the same time they are living in broad daylight with everybody he has a one for you and this is going off a complete tangent right we do know we're getting to season three of the mandalorian we do know how much dave filoni likes bringing his animated characters into live action ahsoka and bo katan mm -hmm. case in point yeah we don't actually know what happened to the bad batch no we didn't we, we so know the actor is still around <laughs> Well, though for for the Bad Batch, they would have to find different people, I guess. They could find different people because even though they are, 
you know, yes, you could use Tamura Morrison again and just have him play the role again, yeah? <laughs> and again, and again, and again, and, and, again. and again. But because the Bad Batch are supposedly genetically desirable in their, you know, in their DNA and stuff, maybe you could stretch the having a slightly different actor play, the, play a member or two, you know, in the Bad Batch. Do, do, also, does he have a brother or something? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the other one that would be obvious if they, if she survives, depending on the story, would be Omega. Yeah, and just have her aged a far bit so that she isn't too similar to the child actor. Yeah. But if you think of it, what we're looking, we're looking at 30 years roughly no it's about 20 say about 25 years 26 years yeah let, let, let her be in her early 30s late 20s mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. it's just you know where wherever dave feloni's brain decides to go <laughs> i guess isn't it let you the know. dice roll because <laughs> you never know this might be characters that turn up if this show is getting made or not getting made depending on what rumors where there's a there's a thing coming out which was something that was mentioned I think before. Did we mention it last week that Rangers of the New Republic isn't in active development? Yeah, at the moment? We, I think it was the week before we mentioned that. Yes, yeah. where you never, you never know that might be a way of having Rangers come back. Yeah, there well, is another way that they could have Rangers go back, but we'll we won't or, talk or they about simply it's just depressing. Just put it on hold for half a year a year and then sneakily work it up again and yeah rehire certain pe person people will have forgotten <laughs> you know they've done in the past so you know but anyway <laughs> that's that that's that's an aside from it was just that ending was 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 the thing i think you know that that things that was interesting because the original live action star wars tv series that george lucas was was going to create because mm -hmm. there was one in the works um, that had 20 scripts written. This is before Disney picked it up. Um, was called Star Wars Underworld. And it was going to deal with basically what the Mandalorian and what Book of Boba Fett. And, you know, it was all, it was going to deal with that part of the Star Wars universe. And what 1313 would have been. And yeah, and definitely what 1313 would have been. That's, yeah, that's still that's a game that lingers in my head. Yes, but we know that there's a that Ubisoft are working on a Star Wars game. So, yeah, but, uh, but that will get his own podcast episode at time. Oh, definitely, yes. <laughs> so I mean, overall, I've never, I've never I've never purchased Fallen Order yet. So, <laughs> so, so overall, this was a really nice popcorny episode with. Yeah. Uh, some obvious traps, like, yeah, it's not going to be a child they're going to rescue, was it? <laughs> yeah, there, there, there was the whole, let's, it, it's obvious it's not going to be a child, but it may be a child, you know, you never know with, with the way Star Wars works. <laughs> yeah, and also, I think, from the character point of perspective, yeah, they were looking for a child. From the viewer's perspective, who has seen every other Star Wars movie, goes... Nah, this is not going to be a child. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. not, not a human child or anything like we would imagine in the first instance of, of mm -hmm. thought, but something weirdly different. It wouldn't have surprised me if it had been some kind of 
big jelly blob in the container that they need to carry around or something. Well, they've done that in the past with Rebels and stuff, where they've done the whole thing with the the, the space cows that um, Lando was transporting. In sorry, in um, was that Rebels? Yeah, I was think Rebels, so. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah it was Rebels didn't, where didn't they explode up. or something? I can't remember now. I, for, for some weird reason, I now have my mindset on exploding cows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that there was something about creatures getting too riled up and then getting all boomy. Yes, but I can't. They inflated. That's what it was. I think. Yeah, it was some something weird. <laughs> yes, something something very strange. Inflating cows. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, overall, on a score from one to ten, I'd say this is a solid seven point five. Yeah, seven to eight. It was a, it was a sort of a, it was a, it was a good little actiony episode with very. It it didn't progress the story too much. No, I think it just laid the foundations of some of the information that the viewer knew, like who who the bounty hunter was. Yeah, and there to, there are some. To, to the protagonist in the story. Yeah, and I think there are some subtle hints of what is to come with, yeah, I'm good with secrets, so either she will be betraying them or she will use this as leverage to yeah. make her, them work for her, just like somebody do, does on the A-team. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, um, and, and the thing that uh, Wrecker had his headache again. Yes. So the, these are foreshadowing things. To be honest, I want the next episode to be a bit more, to be at eight to nine. So we need one because I feel if they get another good to mediocre episode, we are starting to lose steam. We need some more momentum. I'm not sure because I'm not sure where the what the next one is. I know we we are due. And this is just off sort of the trail and stuff with you. An episode where they are inside of an ATTE on some planet. And I think the planet reminds me of Naboo, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And we know that we are going to meet Rex at some point in the uh, within the next span of episodes. Because it's only the Bad Batch is only 16 episodes, I think. It's not a full. Tw- it's, you know, it's not full twenty-two episodes like they did with, you know, with or twenty episodes like they did with the the um, Clone, you know, Wars? Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. You know, but, this is this is sixteen episodes. This is sixteen episodes. Yeah, and we're up to episode six now. Yeah, and, and we six. we have um, but we have a very open ending. We have s- mm-hmm. several um, story arcs that are more or less yeah. to converging on the Bad Batch, and I think the next episode is a possibility of them getting shit done because they got money, they've got their ship restocked, and they literally don't know what to do next. Yeah. So th- I, this could be anything. I think nearer the end, I think, you know, like episodes, say, 14, 15, 16, sort of the end of the season. You know, I know we're jumping ahead. I think that's where things like maybe Rekka's headaches, the crosshair story and the Omega story may all intertwine into one. Yeah, that that will be towards the end of the I think that'll be towards the end where that's and maybe worse maybe it will be a uh what do you call it? Um not a hangover. Cliffhanger. (laughs) 
cliffhanger. <laughs> Why did I think I'm, of hangovers? I don't know. Have you been drinking? Not really. There's a bank holiday over here, so you know. <laughs> uh, not for me. Tomorrow is just a normal work day. Uh, I'm off. <laughs> I'm actually off all this week coming. Well. So I had some holiday spare that I had to take before <laughs> uh, the end of August because I've already got my holidays booked in for August. So, yes. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, rub it in there. <laughs> yeah, I think we can call this episode a close on this mm-hmm. because we would simply be rambling on and we will yeah. save our ramblings for another episode at some point in the mm-hmm. future. Yeah. So, Ralph, I thank you for your insider knowledge and your handy pamphlets of notes you've taken for the episode. I thank it's you listening out there and watching on YouTube. Until next week, I say... Goodbye.